G'day, g'day, how are you going? And welcome back to Over the Moon, the podcast where I talk to you about all things space-related, from theories of creation to new rocket designs. In today's episode, we will be talking about the Hubble Space Telescope. The Hubble Space Telescope is a large space telescope that is currently in our orbit. The telescope is a large cylinder with solar panels attached to the side. The Hubble Space Telescope is the largest space telescope with a size of 13.2 meters by 4.2 meters or 43.3 feet by 13.8 feet. The Hubble Space Telescope was launched in 1980 aboard the Discovery Space Shuttle. The telescope was built by NASA in collaboration with ESA, a mission that is still to this day working and viewing newfound galaxies. The mission started in 1968, when NASA had developed plans for a space telescope which would have a 3 meter or 9.8 feet meter made for observing distant stars. The plan was known as the LST, or Large Space Telescope, with a launch plan for 1979. As time went on, the plans grew larger and larger, gaining even more support. By 1970, it had become so big that NASA created two new committees. One of these would be for the engineering side of the LST, and the other for determining a scientific objective. At this time, there was still no funding for this project from Congress. Congress had to make many cuts in the budget, but the program was eventually approved. In 1974, Congress had to cut the program due to separate expenses. Many astronomers were upset about this, so they they sent many letters and spoke with the congressman about the need for a space telescope, and eventually Congress agreed to half the original budget for the mission. Due to the cuts in budget, NASA had to downscale the telescope. The mirror's size shrank from 3 metres or 9.8 feet to only 2.4 metres or 7.8 feet. Due to NASA budgetary cuts, they decided to collaborate with ESA, or the European Space Agency. ESA agreed to help NASA in terms of money, instruments, the solar panels that would be needed to power the Hubble Space Telescope, and staff to help build it. And in return, Europe is allowed 15% of observing time on the telescope. Congress approved of a budget of 36 million US dollars in 1978. The LST finally began design with a launch date of 1983. 
1983, the Space Telescope was named the Hubble Space Telescope after Edwin Hubble, man who made the greatest astronomical breakthrough, the fact that the universe is constantly expanding. By January 1986, the launch of the Hubble Space Telescope in October that year was looking unlikely but possible. The Challenger incident, however, which was a, a large explosion of one of the space shuttles, granted NASA for quite some time. They didn't have any launches. This delayed the launch of the Hubble Space Telescope for years, just like what's happening with the James Webb Space Telescope, but for different reasons. To make sure the mirrors weren't scratched or anything else um, was to um, damage the Hubble Space Telescope, it was placed in a large clean room, which is basically a room that has its oxygen cleaned constantly. It's just perfectly clean. The delay of the launch was both a good and a bad thing. The cost of keeping the clean room operational greatly increased the price of the Hubble Space Telescope mission, but it did also allow engineers to perform more tests and replace a failure-prone battery and also improved the Hubble Space Telescope in various different ways. The telescope was finally launched in 1990 on April 24th. The original price of the mission was going to be $400 million, which is pretty expensive, but ended up being $4.7 billion by launch, which is even more expensive. And due to having the telescope have to be in constant service, well, not constant, just um, they're always having to go up there and make sure it's all okay and stuff, it... The entire program has ended up being costing an estimated $10 billion. In conclusion, the Hubble Space Telescope is a great space telescope, which has given us many great discoveries, you know, of different um, galaxies that you can find pretty easily on NASA. But it is also pretty expensive, and it has to be um, helped, it has to be serviced all the time. RTG. What's that? In today's What's That section, we will be answering the question of what is an RTG? If you watched my last episode, you may have heard the term RTG, or Radioisotope Thermoelectric Generator. I mistakenly called it the radio, uh, Radioactive Thermal Generator. Um, that was incorrect. So what is an RTG? An RTG is a source of power usually used on long-distance probes, such as the Voyager probes, which we talked about a while ago. An RTG is used rather than solar panels due to the fact that solar panels are barely even efficient enough on Earth to keep us powered. So as we go further from the Sun, you know, to Mars and beyond, they become even less effective. So instead they use RTGs. The way an RTG works is by using the heat emanated by a piece of decaying plutonium-238. The plutonium-238's energy, or its heat, is converted into usable energy using something called a thermocouple. A thermocouple is made by placing two sheets of metal. Each of these sheets of metal is an electric conduit, you know, it's like, um, it's like, met it's like um, foil, it uh, conducts energy basically. 
and when these are put together it creates a closed electrical circuit which is then taken it's then heated by the plutonium 238 which provides energy for whatever the rtg is on in conclusion rtgs are effective for long distance spacecrafts as they have their own power supply which is the plutonium 38 238 and can last up to 300 years I hope you enjoyed this episode of Over the Moon. If you did, hit like and subscribe to stay tuned in for the next episode when I will be talking about the Skylon, a proposed SSTO. Bye.